This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Deeper down the rabbit hole. Deeper down the rabbit hole. You've been maybe you sound the hate now, but it's Andrea Hitimus. And Zachary Lovey. And we're here. Earthbend! That was an avatar. Avatar. Last bender joke. But we are talking about Earthbenders. So we went through air. We're like discernment. Uh, discernment. Water, which was an emotion and kind of flowing and connectedness, went through fire, which is all about will and forward motion and transformation. Today, we're going to talk about Earth. Before I go any further, Zach, how many people in the clinic do you think that Earth is the hardest element for them right now in our modern society? Everyone. Everyone. In fact, so much so that basically one therapeutic method is to tell people to go walk in the forest to reduce anxiety, literally earth walking, because our society is not huge to earth right now. None whatsoever. I mean, hell, when we, when we even do healing pieces, we have contingency plans built just around earth philosophies, literally. So, I mean, uh, what Andrea was discussing there was just the forest walking. When you're walking in a forest, they do that in Japan quite a bit, but that works very well for anxiety, stress, and other well, emotional uh, maladaptions. And one of the things about air, we were talking about air being probably where a modern society draws money from. Obviously, I, if you think about your job, there's probably nine out of the 10 of the people here will say they do something office, clerical, medical, which is very intellectual as well, well, computer programming, things like this. There's probably very few people saying, well, I farm, even, you know, or I tend to animals or right. work with their hands or something like that. Yeah. So, but Zach raised an interesting point about that. Yeah, our society is based around air for money to a point. To a point, and this is where I was discussing with Andrea earlier about our tangible assets, right? Those hard assets, those won't change. You have stock options, you have all these things on the internet, uh, you have bank interests. All these things are great to a point, assuming that there's a trust and idea that everyone buys into. But when it comes to real difficult times, what you do see is those hard assets, such as real estate, right? land, food. Um, commodities. Sometimes gold, if the culture has any value for gold. Yep. Um, but stuff that is physical, which gets to Earth. Earth is the last stage of the physical manifestation. This is why in the Kabbalistic cross and Lester Vanishing Ritual Pentagram, I think that's why you start from more fluid elements until the one that moves the slowest. Now, this doesn't say Earth can't move. We know about earthquakes and stuff like that. 
we can move Earth, we can shape it, but generally it tends to form foundations and it tends to form structure, uh, being a kind of first stage before we get to Saturn, which is the bone structure and things like that mm -hmm. and discipline. But Earth itself, unbalanced from air or unbalanced air by itself will go in all different directions. Flame that isn't tempered will get out of control. Water will flow and actually can be quite destructive. What is the thing that usually constrains all these other elements? Earth is the thing that constrains it and gives them at least a structure to fall into. Another way to think about that is living things are often much more vibrant combinations of things, but where does it grow? Where does living things start from? If we consider evolutionary theory, well, once you get past bacteria and things like that, most of the world is plants. Mm -hmm. Where does that grow? Earth, because it can hold the structure together so that way it can, what do you call, grow towards the sky. Likewise, even the structure of the plant itself is carbon molecules, basically Earth. How it stays alive, that's usually that's probably a process of air, fire, water, combination, all of them. But really, the foundational, how the structure is, is Earth. It means the Earth element forms a structure of form in Malkuth, which is a good way to put it. When we aren't grounded, now we, we want meditation every day. And all we do is basically say, we're going to focus on lower downtown, which is a Chinese medical technique. And that's it, because it's grounding. And what does that even mean? Well, it means essentially you're able to calm yourself down and then go from there, step by step, not quick. See, I always thought the meditative arts on this could go back to the original samurai roots of meditation, basically a better way to kill people. Yes. Because if you're rooted in martial arts, it means something very different than it does in the meditation mm -hmm. or setting. Rooted means your legs and body is such that it would be not possible for you to move easily. Somebody would have to actually, they say, uproot because that's what it is. But literally, if you look at the mechanics, they would literally have to move you out of the spot, move you up which is against gravity and your weight, and then push you aside. That, likewise, if you're centered, I think a better way to look at it is for somebody to move you off the course, they would have to literally knock you off. That's not trivial. Like if you're off root, like not rooted, not connected to earth, what happens is it's easy to knock you off course. It's easy to break your emotions, which would be water, not break, but cause emotions that you don't necessarily want to have. Um, it's easy to push ideas, even negative self ideas into you. It's easy to get you to get angry when it's not useful to be angry or useful to apply your passion in a way like online flame wars, for instance. Yeah, right. yeah. But we usually think that that means calmness. I think that's wrong. I think that's too easy. Like, well, and I think this is where we have a loose association given what you're saying just on the mentative qualities versus actual practical applications. Remember, I mean, we discuss this all the time because we both have martial art backgrounds. The literal is 
not just the metaphor, it's literal metaphor combination. So if you're going to say I'm grounded, it means you ain't moving and then you just move when you want to. Exactly. And I, I mean, I think that's a better definition for meditative arts. Absolutely. Because it's like, what does calmness actually imply? Well, calmness has a certain escapist quality to it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and companies are using that to basically get more work out of people. Let's be honest. Meditation is a... It's a sale at this point. Yeah, it's a sales pitch, multi-million dollar industry. Sure, we'd like to get on the multi-million dollar industry. Okay, so... But the truth is, is that the way that it's described is a feel-good process. That's wrong. I still fundamentally think that's wrong from a results over image type practical mm-hmm. magic that we're implementing. It is the ability to calmness in this particular state um, isn't that. I think that's... Well, and I even go so far as neutral. I think that's a, yes, that's a yeah, very good better. term. Uh, for this, because when you're neutral, you have choices. However, with anything, if you're calm, that doesn't mean you have choices. Being neutral means an observer self, actually, more so than anything. And this observer self is physically, um, there's different perspectives. Like you can do air and still be detached, but this is observer in your body and being present. Yeah, I mean, because what does calmness actually mean? Does it mean happiness? I think that's what it means for most people. It means I feel good. Correct. But I don't think that's true. Like, I think that's that's an escapist route. To, I, that gets away from Earth. I think that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, and maybe I'll get hate mail for saying all this, but like most meditation, not strict Zen meditation from like when you actually meet monks, but most meditation is actually done in a way that promotes mental calmness. It pro- but mental calmness is just a transient state. Like, but really what you really want is fortitude, mental fortitude, where the things don't even bother you in the first place. Right. And I think when you talk about Lower Dantian meditation, when you talk about Qigong particularly, and many of the other Chinese arts, this is transcendental meditation is very different. And I think when we're talking about earth, Qigong focuses on earth. It really focuses on think Jin and basically really connecting the earth in the way that martial arts does. And what they are saying is that you are to be the one who moves at your choice, not the one who has moved outside of your will or outside of your intention. Oh, absolutely. And I go further, just given Thai's philosophy generally goes over and thinks, oh, like, Email, send it to me at exactly uh, Anyways, when it comes to usual Dallas notions or Chinese metaphysics, where most people will usually go is, oh, we're just going to be in the flow. It's the opposite piece. By the time you're doing earth working, you look at the base level, feng shui, literally it's working with earth, even though they're saying it's water and wind. That's the whole implication saying the earth is actually more important here than anything else. So it's actually the earth that actually moves everything else shifting on much lower rate and then you're able to structure where you want things to go well i mean it's not entirely true water can reshape earth air can over much longer periods of time shape earth but when you combine air with fire which is mechanical literally the mechanical aspects of society you can reshape earth quickly 
Right. Um, and that's where you get the metal element. So this is where most people think, oh, we'll move by heaven's will, at least in a Chinese context. And it's usually they're primarily right from the get-go. It's an earth type of philosophy that you see in Chinese culture to the point that they would even associate um, the whole country with earth because they're voting for longevity. And then everything else kind of plays into there, but that means you're planning, you're structuring, and you're being present with what's actually happening. Well, I think the planning and the structuring, that's all air. That is air. But it's air in relation to the fact that earth moves slow. You have to move tons of bricks. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing about, I, I mean, I go to entrepreneurial meetings occasionally. Exactly. I think we have the same issue when we go and we're kind of horrified. Yes. And it comes down to dudes. Do that, as it were. You are totally not taking into account how hard it is to basically move Earth. You literally have to move things in place. You literally have to get an office. You literally have to do all this. You're not taking into account the difficulty. So you have an idea. You're not meeting Earth where it's at. You're saying, I'm there, and I'm going to mentally move you by the power of my mental mind. When it comes down to even work that is digital work, there's a lot of mentally moving your fingers that take time of earth, right? To type those emails, at least still, until we get to total virtual reality. And then, then society will be more cut off from earth. But even then, at this point, we have to really look at this, like what you have to go and meet that element where it's at. It doesn't move itself, usually, unless there's an earthquake or something. You know, trees take time to grow, they move earth. Um, into their structure and then grow, but they don't have it. Doesn't nothing happens as fast as air, fire, or water? And I think that's insanely frustrating for our modern society because it is Western society is not based around air elements in any capacity. Like we, yeah, we are because yeah. Earth. You know, we can build buildings, buildings, and make bridges and stuff like that. But the day-to-day -day society doesn't see any of that. The day-to-day -day society is, well, I mean, in COVID reality, it's even worse. Well, you know, COVID, reality. COVID reality is we stay in our house and order Uber and then stay in our house and what do you call it? We don't even physically go to a grocery store. So I have a theory on COVID basically bringing about through virtual reality as one of the results that we have the COVID gore is going to cause. But that's just me, since now there's a business name for it. Technology actually exists already. Well, right. And then this gets into more of the honest question that people ask is like, how often do you like getting your hands dirty, even if it's just gardening? Most people would probably be like, no, we don't want to do that. And that in itself brings a speculative question of being like, why wouldn't you want to do something physical? Because it's easier not to. Right. It's easier not to. I mean, like, it's just, that's the truth. Like, right. this is a hard taskmaster. It's a hard element to work with. Like, to get in tune with Earth, it's like, well, you need one thing: gardening. You have to go maybe hunt. That's messy. That That's came messy. up in a conversation yeah. with Bob Pan. Hunting is messy. Hunting, uh, yeah. Gutting a chicken for voodoo is messy. It's messy. It's you know, building stuff is messy. Like building actual stuff is messy. Although I still want to build a house. Totally, I totally want to build a house. I still want to build a Toronto. Pop up my night's floating bar. Or we're just gonna crawl around with green toast. With green toast. Of course, it's gotta be green toast on the bar. Yes. On the barge. Like I want to build it from scratch. I've been researching how to research it. Floats, how to build um 
pontoon boat from scratch with drums. Yeah, imagine I just that, everyone. Lake Ontario with pontoon boat with food. Yeah. And a cult parties, pop midnights, pontoon party boat in Toronto or Ohio. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, nobody can afford pop of midnights. Like, you know, physical location, because that ain't going to happen. <laughs> but pop of midnights floating location might might happen. You heard it first here on Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole. Yes. I mean, it all told us, but that's like physically, what you have to do is kind of build stuff. And when we look at earth elements and the fact that so many people are on balance, even with my clientele, and I think with Zach's oh. clientele, and I sometimes help with Zach's clientele, we're always stressing this. He wants the Reiki people, uh, and especially when COVID comes on, we're restarting the Reiki school in a more formal way. I think, well, what is the root of most of their Reiki 2 problems? And you know what it comes down to? There's no root. And that should be something that we, we talk about right from the start, right? Because you have a physical body. But why is there no root? Well, if you can so easily push somebody off their emotional center, because society is going in so many confusing directions, the people who have some sort of root, which is not always me, it's not always Zach, it's not always people here, let's be honest, our current reality is such that it's pushing us in ways that do not allow us to keep rooted like and connected to earth. So once we lose that, we're easily moved. Okay, so what happens? We get into endless flame wars, Facebook social media hellscapes, where half of the US population doesn't believe an actual virus is real. Now, you could call, send hate mail to me for that one, but I'm just gonna laugh at you for that. Really, COVID is real. Um, and why is that? Well, common sense would say it's real, but when you're so unrooted, it becomes more easy to just go in what's easier emotionally. Like, if you're actually rooted um, and you actually are connected to the Earth element, well, most people nowadays would say you're probably uh, a pest. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, it's going to take you much longer to do it. But it's usually right. Like, And the people can stay that way even though the wind, mm -hmm. which is the storm of ideas yep. in modern society, the emotions, which is the currents of swirling water and the fire which is the endless anger in modern society are all out of control you're just kind of you're not able to be too pushed too far off of, of your general line which is greater purpose and magic which means earth is also the one of the secrets that ties together the manifestation and Malkuth. once you start the building maybe an idea then you have to convince yourself that it's a good idea. That's actually emotion. You're persuading yourself. You have to buy in. Once you buy in, you have to basically inflame yourself, buy in, to put the transformation of energy towards it. But what is the energy actually moving towards eventually is moving Earth. Putting beats up, foots on the ground to make it happen. Right. And, I mean, you know, what we've been describing with it's just... We were talking about stationary root, but you did allude to moving root also, which is a much harder martial arts skill. Yeah, it is. You know, there's youth stationary, and this is what I would do in the actual Qigong classes I have. We actually do combat stuff, even though it's just Tai Chi or Qigong, just to get the point across. Now, once is. COVID is doing, we're going to start doing Tai Chi all the time. Oh. I'm, I'm going to come to Qigong classes and throw people around that want us to get thrown around. I'll be like, push hands, like full push hands. I'll be just like, and Zach has actually seen me just be like, I'm just standing there and be like, oh. and he's like, what the? 
Yeah. And I'm like, you're not rooted. You weren't rooted. And he's like, and in actuality, the moving root when we're moving back and forth is more an example from martial arts to apply to life. Correct. Because we are always moving. And if you're that unrooted, what happens, and you're that disconnected from Earth, what happens is, boom. Any manipulation, even if it's just on the right, like, this is the yeah, thing yeah. where moving root is a good metaphor for this, because, like, it's consistently looking at your pressure points and seeing where you could actually get thrown. And then if you do get thrown, it's because it probably came off on a weird angle that you didn't prepare for. Right, but, I mean, that's a martial analogy, right. too, but it could be one coworker saying some asshole thing to you that pushes you off. Oh, absolutely. Edge. I can't say that I always have the best mental fortitude or the best rootedness, even in the society. I mean, I'll be honest with you. No. You know, like, you, someone sends me, we joke about the hate mail because we actually got it. We actually get it. You know, when I'm like, Zach, let's, let's cancel the whole show. Screw these people. What, what is that? That's not being rooted. That's not being like, you know, that's, that's being like getting sucked in to water and intend to uh, because someone is being jackass, probably maliciously so, mm-hmm. right? Jealous. So this is where it becomes a real metaphor. Now, Earth magics, too, get a bad rap. Oh, they absolutely do. And it's a doubly bad rap. Like, first, you know, Wiccan, it would be considered Earth religion, but really it's all four elements. But then you have people using crystals. And there's a lot of problems with crystals uh, that aren't acknowledged. How did you get that crystal? You didn't go to some cave and just find it? Nope. You bought it in a supermarket. You basically bought it in a supermarket. Like, so about that, you know? Yeah, and it's that's the first thing. It's like, you bought it, so, and then where it goes to, it's like, oh, it has all these special properties, and that gets into paradigm conversations completely because you don't know which one you're going from but really people have all these crystals but they can't actually connect to them that's right. what i always find like you'll have i mean i have crystals oh yeah like, who, who does crystals all over there's a crystal i use these things though differently i don't use these on, on the earth element as much i literally use this in almost a buddhist space element as a multi-dimensional set of points that link to an astral domain and to create alternate like fourth and fifth dimensional reality constructs. Okay, I'll just stop it. Dropping bit base. Ooh. I can feel everyone just starting to This is like some anime magic. Yes, yes, yes it is. It is. I mean some more crystals. You know, hematite is an easy one. I use that as a prescription for people to get grounded very easily. That is a good one. And that's also metal. That's mostly iron. Mostly iron, yes. The thing is, like, well, how do you even connect to that? People have these crystals. And this is actually, I have a real issue with this. And maybe this is why we'll have a different occult story in Toronto. Like, because I really have an issue. Like, you go on a occult story, you have all these stones. No one tells you how to actually use it. Yeah. They're just like, oh, just hold it. Just hold Wait, it. What's that instruction? That's like, how do you use this gun? Just hold it. How do you how do you make this candle smell work? Just light the wick. Just light the wick. It'll do everything for you now. Or... The more advanced Ronald Cops here, I, I find they'll have like little be like, it's used for psychic awareness, emotional stability. You just hold on to the stone. What? No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So I mean, I mean, we're talking about this and making fun of it, but maybe we should actually go through some of that. And, and I'll I'll use oh. Zach as my Asian model. Uh-huh. That was wrong. Wasn't that wrong? 
Nah, nah, nah. I'm Chinese. We do feng shui. We got this. Actually, what is this? This is a yeah, carnelian. Carnelian. So I have not blessed this stone, or it does not feel blessed, but carnelian is an orange stone. And most of the stone properties, honestly, come from hoodoo or a hoodoo doctrine, the same way plants do. And that's the doctrine of signatures. What does the doctrine of signatures say? Something that is orange is tied to the sun, or something that is yellow is tied to the sun. That's directly from the doctrine of signatures. Like something that, let's see. No, here's uh, there's another one. That's type. yeah. I don't even know what this one is. Where do you want to work? Okay. I think I'll Which one is that? I think this is a black one. I'm not sure what this one is either in the sliding. This is a black one. So it's probably jet or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's not obsidian. I would know that. But still, jet, obsidian, what is it used for? Black. Black is what? Grounding. Hematite, black. Grounding. That's the doctrine of signatures almost directly with most crystals. Now, there's some crystals that I feel like maybe don't quite fit that. And those, some of those are like malachite. Uh, those are the exceptions to the rule. They're meteorite rocks. They're meteorite rocks. So that has some different connotation. But for the most part, almost all crystals follow doctrine of signatures. You can look at the crystals and literally tell what they do based on the color and their general shape. If it's rough, most of the time when you get really polished crystals, they're not going to be rough. But you can look inside and see they're all kind of what they call. So that then the crystal will say something the guide will say something like promotes movement of some sort on this point, right? Where like if they have white bands inside of blue, that's psychic awareness. That's all doctrine to signature because the white is implying motion. Yep. And again, this goes back into what paradigm you look at. Like if I go Chinese, I think circle, I'm thinking that's movement based on yang chi. That's going to be completely different than the Hindu or Hoodoo variants. Right, right. Each each system will have different interpretations of how the doctrine of signatures apply to the different cultures. But generally speaking, it's going to be close because of the doctrine of signatures. Right. Um, and that's a ponder term, but it's not one. It's also academic. What something looks like is what it is used for, is the general rule. That's the $1,000 secret. So I'm going to show how to, right now, show you something that is more useful. Well, you're not going to be able to see it, but I'll describe it to you. More useful than what most stores do. I'm putting the stone in his hand, right? So that's not enough, right? You have to actually align with the stone you're trying to work with. And what does that mean? Well, that means this stone is pointless if you can't find your center point and you're on Earth inside of you. So how we would recommend doing that is the lower Dantian meditation, which we cover every day. Ooh, is there a coincidence? I think not. I think we basically did this meditation for a reason. I'll put the monocles for this one. Monocles? Oh, we need a mon we need we props. Need, we need some props on that one. We're gonna keep doing the video. We need props. We need monocles. But once you have your lower dantian and you're connected to lower dantian now if you really don't like chinese metaphysics because you think it's total garbage okay i don't know what's wrong with you but each to their own 
Um, you can focus on your root chakra. It's not quite the same, but it'll be similar. Um, a little bit more fiery, a little bit more active, but it'll work. But you have to just be able to focus on that spot for a while and just almost get to the point you can hear your own heartbeat. This is a better meditation style than it's what they should say in Zen. Oh, they do say this in Zen when you go to traditional rabbits. Real traditional rabbits. Really not, 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 not out of Japan. Forcia types. Forcia meditation. Like, just meditate. Get everything out of your head. No. You should be able to get to the point you can hear your own heartbeat. Okay? That means you're almost to the point you're feeling your own blood flow. It, it does happen faster than you think. Mm -hmm. Now, if your legs are on the ground, both feet on the floor, that's a natural grounding position in most energy systems um, because you're stable you're sitting you can also stand and uh it will be hard to do this on video but if you stand with your shoulder width apart your legs slightly bent your shoulders down um and just stand with your arms not touching your legs that's called the wuji posture by the way wuji Zuan. Ah, right that's the name of our which generally in that state where you're there, you're fortunate yourself to ground and center, you generally considered a primordial state. And, but it also forces you to push yourself out of your head into your body, which is directly connecting to earth in multiple ways. And once you can do that for a few minutes, I'm not going to say you can do that ever. So if you, you've never done that, you're watching, you have a minute, go ahead and stand. Just put your feet shoulder width apart and literally face your toes forward and try to align them straight. Uh, and then just gently bend your legs and just stand there with your arms at your side. But make sure your back straight, like the way they say it in Tai Chi is like, you're getting food from your string to heaven, like your feet, right? Just so your back straightens out because if you're hunched over, it'll not work. You'll, you'll see right away. It forces you to calm down and go your whole, Attention goes to your stomach area, which is where your lower domain is. Now, when we practice the sitting, we're practicing that uh, same thing. And that forces you to connect to the earth element. Now, if you're coming from a more pagan, not Eastern way to view this, uh, well, there people do tell you to go hug a tree. Well, not wrong. Yeah. Go hug a tree for a while. That sounds perfectly bad, but it's not actually. Even if you sit with your back on the tree and sit on the ground, that will help. Mm -hmm. If you lay in the grass, it will help. It'll get you in the right mindset. The idea is like, regardless of what health you're at right now, you're just trying to connect a little so that way you can take it back in your own work. Uh, we're talking about this, the earth magic, and the fighter keeps going around our monitor and it's and around, in a square continuously. It's pretty freaky, actually. It is. And I mean, you know, no matter what, I mean, that that's the going out perspective. Usually what I'll recommend for people is, hey, get a stone, put it under your feet, get some bricks. That's an easy thing to get. Uh, or even if you got soil, put your feet on some soil. Yeah, bricks and soil are easy and they're not necessarily expensive like carnelian or yeah. other stones. Um, because at that point, you're not actually trying yet to connect to the stone. You're trying to get the sensory elements of earth. Mm -hmm on your feet, on your hands, and just trying to um, get out of the head space, right? To get the kind of hardness so that way it's harder to move you. 
Um, now, granted, on the bad side of Earth, now I promise we'll go over this crystal technique. On the bad side of Earth, though, well, we look at the astrology of Earth science. Not that I put too much weight onto astrology, but every one of the bad signs deal with stubbornness. The opposite problem, where you cannot move when you need to. Mm-hmm. Now, that may not seem like too much of a problem because it's Earth and based on what we're saying, great. Except what actually causes an earthquake? When things don't move at all, or right. they're moving too slow in opposite ways? They're moving too slow against opposite pressures. So if you get enough pressure, say from fire or from water, motions and you know passion or will, and you're not moving, maybe you get moved. And when things get too hard and stiff, they don't they don't just crack. Usually they break. Well, they'll break and you get this pressure build up on top of that. Right. And then when the break happens, it's much, much worse. So the bad sides of what we're talking about, now we, we've extolled the good sides because mostly people have no root. People who are too stubborn often fail because they cannot, they refuse to use computers, let's say. Or they refuse to adapt. That's it. That's an example. Like for my attractive example, yes, yeah. say you're an older person, you just refuse absolutely to use a computer. You're like, I don't care. I'm going to do my business my old fashioned way, right? Mm-hmm. And we see that, I mean, even with uh, deliveries for COVID, we're like, this would be a great place to get some food. Nothing on computer, nothing on Uber. Well, I mean, that might be because Uber rips you off with oh. taking 30% of the companies. But, well, we shouldn't criticize our great Uber overlords, right? That maybe 30% of a business that's failing for COVID is too much. Not a problem. We're giving squinty eyes right now for people. This is your final game. Yeah. <laughs> That was us giving Uber the eye. Like, you know, told though, there's a lot of people that were like, no, I don't want to change at all. Mm-hmm. Now, those people also were able to build something almost always. But then society changes enough that the situation causes too much pressure where their stuff breaks. In this case, in just a purely financial manner, what we're talking about breaking, we're talking about business or small businesses that you just go under. Mm-hmm. Now, we can look at COVID, maybe from the classic Chinese medicine perspective of damp, air, just cold, water and air builds up enough pressure to actually have broken a lot of businesses because when people can't go out, it's a different type of pressure. But if people are more flexible, they might be able to survive. That's not always, it's not just their fault, I don't want to say that, but businesses that are totally stubborn and will not make any changes, they are failing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not going to be able to succeed in this current reality. And although people like to believe things are going to be back to normal tomorrow, this will change society. I'm convinced that I said this well, earlier that this to. is the root of <laughs> this is where we get in a year or two real virtual reality, not the crap that Oculus is and other stuff that's not virtual reality, as far as I'm concerned. That's just me. I think that we got ripped off from Back to the Future. They made that donuts, maybe 2022. Maybe 2022, which is about right from where we're at right now. It all said, now let's go back to that technique. Yes. Because we promised that we went on the side, which as we are want to, but there's only 15 minutes left. So eh, we better get some real techniques. Otherwise, people will be like, F you guys. You teased us. Didn't give us anything. You futurist teasing bastards. The hell with you. 
So if you can connect to your lower down channel, that was the first step. I hope some people actually paused or actually had enough time to stand up and try that forward stance, basically, with the arm sings, which is the Wujie posture. There's another variant of the Wujie posture, which basically you have your arms out in a circle as if you're a tree. Yep. Because um, it roots, and then, like humans, it actually grows upward. But this is a carnelian, and we talk about the doctrine of signatures with crystals. I don't think it's called that formally, so if you look it up, they probably won't admit that it's a doctrine of signatures. Usually that's just applied to plants, but I'm 100% convinced, and yeah. Zach is 100% convinced, it equally applies to the stones. What a stone looks like is usually what its purpose is. And carnelian, because it's orange, is tied to the sun. And if you look at carnelian, it's like, yeah, you can't see it from this stone. But if I move it just right, you can see it kind of shimmers. The sun is a big ball of flame. AKA this shimmers, it's got a little yellow, it's got orange. It has orange, it has different spotting. Right, which is why it looks like the sun, it's tied to the sun. But if Zach can get to the Lord Dantian now, if you're wondering about the Lord Dantian, which we've talked about several times, I will leave the Qigong medical expert from Toronto, the master of medical Qigong, to describe the Lord Dantian right now. So, Lord Dantian is your center of gravity, physically speaking, how you find it. You're going to get your four fingers from index to pinky, drop it directly underneath your belly button, wherever your pinky lands, that's exactly the spot. And then Andrea has added a caveat piece. That's how you would find it in most Qigong circles. However, Andrea, being as good as he is, has super tracked this even more. So you're going to imagine and breathe into the body to um, two finger widths into the body um, on the level of the tailbone. And that will feel different for you. You will have a sensation that will be unique to you. Could be electrical, could be heavy, could be tingling. There's all different sensations there. But when you go into the body about, we'll say four fingers into the body on top of that, you will find that lower dawn chat sensation. And as you breathe there, and bring your attention there. It could feel as if your body is warming up and dropping you and making you heavier. But not always. Yes. Depends on what's going on. If you get a different sensation, that's fine. And from there, you basically take the stone that you have and basically hold it in your hand and you focus on your lower down chain and focus on your stone and just breathe. That's the best initial meditation I can give everyone. And what do you do from there? Basically, after you do that for about it's going to take longer than a fire ritual. And that's a misnomer, I think, that isn't out there. So fire ritual, we were, you could, if you were a part of some of the fire rituals, it was like, boom, two minutes. And you're like, yeah. But this could take a little longer. Even if you're good at meditation, it could take 15, 20 minutes. And you're just letting the, you're concentrating on the stone. And eventually the stone, if you put your hand on the desk and you do this, eventually, or you fold it, but eventually the stone, you want to get to the point that it's part of you, that it just feels like it's there. And notice how your energy changes from just doing the Lord again meditation. Of course, um, I recommend, you cannot get away from this fact, but I recommend doing that before you read about what the stone is. Why? Because you get on biased impression of the stone. And then read about it, then do it again. 
either way, you'll see it'll have difference because your expectations are slightly different. Um, and possibly if you're in the stones, you can't get around that because if you basically have heard what the stone does because it's there when you bought it. So a lot of that is that some stones, the actual metals will actually have an effect. It's the metals and the minerals will have an effect, not slightly different or tweaking out the doctrine of signatures mm -hmm. in a way that's good. But to really get that, you got to get past the book stuff and you have to do exactly what we're describing. We kind of have a bit more of your own stones. Now, once we get into crazy stuff like a crystal grid and stuff like that, do I think those work? Yes. Do I think they work the way that people are outlining? No. Do I think that it's a good idea to, to do that? Mm. Depends on the stones. I mean, quartz, to be honest, quartz is pretty common. You can make artificial quartz, but a lot of these rare stone, rarer stones, not rare like diamonds, although diamonds are honestly not that rare on the planet. So I don't even know why they're so expensive. Well, we could speculate on that whole industry, right? That's a whole different conversation. Yeah, that's Russian manipulation of the diamond market yeah. to create money. Mobsters that they are. But anyway, besides that, a lot of some of those stones are actually hard to get because you have to dig them up. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, is it worth it? Uh, I mean, ecologically, and we're talking about earth magic, maybe not. Maybe there's better things we can do than necessarily get some of these types of stones where they have big quarries and they're pulling them out. Um, yeah, and I mean, when you're talking about more of these earth factors, I mean, the stones, that's one way. It could just be, you can do earth stuff, you can do... I consider uh, most herbal magic in line with earth magics, too. It's not exactly the same, because you have the life force of the plants and kind of the ashe, as we would call it in voodoo, the plants, which changes things a lot, but everything has an ashe. Mm -hmm. But plants have a very unique ashe. That'll be a whole different show in itself. Well, that's a whole different show. And even saying, like, working with earth and crystals, I mean, that has a very different aspect than the plants. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, some of these crystal grids work more like what I described of how I use this, right? Believe it or not, the crystals have this, they're using the points of the crystals to form something special, but what they're trying to do is actually form an actual type of construct that then does certain type of magical work. That isn't really so much, although they use crystals, it's much, the way it's usually done, it's much closer to working with air magic and conceptual symbol work than it is actually working with the crystals directly. Now, if you could combine that, then it can work. But if you look at the example we gave, one crystal, you had to actually understand what it is, and then you have to like connect and then keep in mind 12 crystals at once. Well, you better be really good at meditation. Well, you better be very good. I mean, even in the Chinese medicine circles, I know they're like, oh, you silver and gold. I'm like, all right, do you even understand? Ask what they say being yang and yin and correspondences. Like, so what do these acupuncturists have like $500 a day sessions? Back in the day, they're like, here's this gold needle, here's a silver needle. I'm like, kidding me that's true we can yeah. use silver and gold needles if you were paying a thousand dollars i know or something. Right? even gold plated acupuncture needles that's insanity that's insanity but it happens in asia well two thousand dollars zach will get some gold plated 
needles and acupuncture you if you're interested. Would you done clinic on a lot, right? Yeah, no. that's about oh, there. Sorry, yeah, there. But I told you, damn, slap me, slap me. Two thousand dollars, well, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that paid for the needles and so okay. Oh, well. So that whole idea is like, do you even understand how gold feels? Do you even understand how silver feels? I mean, these are things that are used in ceremonial magic also, very consistently. I think that's a problem with ceremonial magic. Actually, they don't. People just assume you need gold, you need silver, you need lead. Okay, lead? You need physical mercury for your working? Uh, mercury is not exactly good for you. Likewise, you need a lion skin for some workings. Have you, even, have you even been up near a lion? Like, this is kind of where I take issue, and this is where I got the most hate mail, was saying that at, this about aristocratic magic. Well, it is aristocratic magic at that point. You don't even know what these things, you haven't even connected with the base element that you're using. Yeah. And fundamentally, you're just like, well, if you just do it by the book, it's going to work. Okay, I was never taught that way. Like, no. I was taught the opposite way. And everyone I've taught basically was taught the opposite way. You have to be able to connect to the base elements. If you can't even get the base elements, how do you connect with them? Right? Like, if you can't sit with a gold nugget, how do you know what gold does? How, how could you actually make those rituals work? This is all actually in line with Earth. Right. Like ceremonial magic is, although we're going through the planets and everything like that, fundamentally not an earth-based magical system. It is a mental-based magical system. And, you know, for, oh, well, the other Jeffrey's not here today. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> but for the people who hate me on me, you know, take it as what it's worth. Ceremonial magic is basically primarily based around mental acumen. That's why everyone goes to the correspondences all the way. When you get into conjuring, and in large part voodoo, although they have other elements, they are earth-based systems based on survival about like using what's there right there to make things happen in the world um, because they don't have the luxury of being nobility. Most people who do it while well, voodoo being maybe a little different, but conjure certainly uh, you don't have the ability to do that. This is the difference between Indian priests who have huge temples and fire pits and the general village saucer that somebody goes to to make whatever happen happen all oh, right even in india and in china and stuff like that you know earth-based systems basically much you know well, they it, look simpler but you still have to get in touch with the base ingredient oh absolutely and i mean teaching as a professor i always tell people if you want to get good at acupuncture you have to be good at massage What's that even mean? It means you physically have to be in your body to be able to pick up sensations. Mind you, that's using chi metaphors, but it still goes back to an earth piece of you have to be present. Oh, and this is another whole other show. That's like, a whole different show. Like herbal magic. Why do people uh, fail at herbal magic? It comes out into this principle too. Like, again, if you're not getting your body involved, you don't know what the herb does. You don't really have a good sense of it. You, you know, on its terms, which is what Earth's magic all required you to do. It's not on your terms, it's on the, its terms, like, because it's more stable than your mental. In some cases, that's not true, and it is, but it's easier if you're actually understanding what's there and then moving from there. And I think that's where people 
also like we're talking about stones and earth magic and this is where people basically don't get the most out of herbal magic too like i'm i'm convinced like you know no offense man but acupuncture is mostly a spiritual path not a physical one I mean, oh absolutely i mean i fully agree on that and people do not get the healing effects out of herbs that they should even in chinese medicine and other Vedic medicines because of the fact that what what do they do it's by the book they haven't connected well that's even the feng shui piece is like they have million like they have all these practices but i've seen you do stuff where you walk in the room and you just move this here and then we do it and completely changes that that's very intuitive but it's based on this earth understanding of how it should feel in the space to get the proper movement of the goal that that's well, how we lock the space right right how to lock the space in line with an idea or get as best as you can. Now, that said, there's a whole bunch of methods like that we can talk about with that where you coat space. Mm -hmm. That's floor washes. You're not necessarily changing the physical space, you're coating it with something changes the space. Uh, but in all total, the biggest difficulty of Earth Magic is, like I was saying, most of the things look profoundly simple, but you can't rush them. You know, ceremonial magic, you can go buy stuff and you if supposedly if you i don't ever believe this by the way you buy thousands of dollar equipment you're supposed to get better results maybe because you believe it but i'm i haven't seen anyone get the kind of results if they actually could connect to the base elements and if they couldn't afford to connect to the base elements there are alternatives mm -hmm. like brass might not be gold but it worked pretty well yeah and it's pretty cheap you know the aluminum might not be silver but it's somewhere uh, you know there's certain qualities there on metals that work there. Some of these stones, mm, maybe you can't get the $20 unique stone, but this dollar stone works pretty well. Or maybe just a quartz stone to give you some, or sand or dirt will work with mixture of some herbs. Will work in substitution because you're much more connected to the base elements. You're much more um, connected to, you know, and by connected, I mean you've actually took the time to do the stone exercise where you're getting rid of your mental thoughts, seeing how your body reacts, and really actually detailing it out to make kind of a deeper level connection with those base elements that you're trying to do in sorcery. Right. And it's locking in with whatever you got there. I mean, even back, harking back to the ancestor show, we were saying that you go around the block and pick up some rocks. That's a very localized area thing to solidify the magic. And that's very earthy, right? I mean, so, I mean, we're getting into that, like what we started with, yes. right? We're saying, oh yeah, okay. Maybe we got into a little bit of tangent about maybe stones aren't the best ecologically things, but four stones from around your house that are just sitting there, what are you trying to do? Well, if all the other elements are actually, you know, moving, you're trying to lock in the ancestor case you're trying to lock it down you're trying to basically say this is the pinned the pinned area for the ancestors and i'm locking it down with earth energies to make it stable right so if we're talking about stabilizing magic okay a lot of times you don't want to stabilize magic right okay maybe you don't just trying to change things but what happens when you get there you definitely want to stabilize it and then build from there in some cases you People think they want magical routes very quickly. And this is why I think the biggest reason that Earth gets such a, people don't want to do it. 
like they think they want instant results but nobody is willing to pay that cost usually instant results mean a lot of pain i, I don't care what the ritual was you will have instant changes in your life where instant results usually look like the tower card. Mm -hmm. Lots of things change very quickly. That's a trump of fire, right? There are other aspects like, if you think about it, maybe we all want our magic to work a little more slowly, a little more controlled. And that's what Earth gets us. Like a little bit, inch at a time is not necessarily bad when you have to change your business plans or your life plans around it. You know, maybe magic that will take something that would have otherwise taken a month and separate pushes it out to a year, you know, so there's structure around it and everything's able to be planned and it's less movable. Maybe that's the, some better ways to do magic, just to think about it. Not always. And that's on the beneficial side, what we're talking about on Earth that magics and rooting moving root and all of that is to be able to control control the change in a way that you want to control the change to manifest it of course if you don't have any earth you're not going to be making any changes anyway correct better to not cause the earthquake and move it slowly than cause the earthquake because otherwise you're probably going to get an earthquake for a lot of rituals yeah not fun not fun now it is 803 my friend and it's tough it's time for those who are on the free aspect of the show, which is no one here that I can see. Uh, thank you for coming. Well, when you listen to this, stay healthy, stay safe. For the sponsors today, what we're going to do is a dual evocation. We're going to do two evocations in a row, and we're going to talk about it. Now, I'm going to say some things about these on these evocations. One may not be uncomfortable for you. and that doesn't, I'm not going to say which one would not be uncomfortable because it might be different for each person. Yep. The key to this is we're going to do both an Archangel and their corresponding non-Archangel, aka Damon, evocation, not at the same time. We're doing them sequentially. And I'm going to do them fast. Without a lot of flash, you'll be able to feel it. The goal of this is just so you can feel the element of Earth in two radically different perspectives and see the commonalities. So if you're not a sponsor and you're watching this, that's the kind of work we're going to do when we're for sponsors. So you should get a sponsorship, which will be part of the show notes. 